Amen as you take your seats. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. David says that I was led when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. It is written, there are pleasures forevermore. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. I still don't think he was lying. Amen. Hallelujah. Who agrees with me? Amen. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. It is right and there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. There's something about the word of God that when the word of God is spoken, even when you were heavily laden, when things were, were boggling you down, when you, you, you felt like, you know, there is no escape, the word of God just comes to bring that relief. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. I think that's what David meant when he said that he refreshes my soul. Praise be to God. And that's what the word of God does. Amen. Hallelujah. So this month we are speaking about divine repositioning. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Let me also acknowledge the executive pastor, Pastor Siali. Praise be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, and then also I acknowledge our senior pastor, Pastor Matangu, who has sent me here. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So we are speaking divine repositioning. Praise be to God. And uh, the segment that I will be uh, dealing with today with you will be transformation by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. From time to time, you find in the word of God that God is always really moving or repositioning his people. Praise be to God. If you are to look, particularly uh, last week, I was doing a sermon at uh, Cornerstone. We were looking at the life of Abraham. That uh, in Genesis chapter 12, we are told about how God called Abraham out of a land um, or a people which really were not worshippers of God. The Bible says that he was uh, part of a people called the, 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 the Chaldeans of earth. Amen. Glory to God. It is apparently said that they were worshippers of the moon. Praise be to God. So there was no knowledge or any reference of who God, Elohim, is. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we find that in the life of that man, Abraham, God reveals himself. And, and maybe it's a discussion for another day. How did he do it? How did God reveal himself to Abraham? I think you would not find that it would be different from how he walked with Adam. The Bible says that Adam, when was he, he was in the garden of Eden, the Bible says that particularly after he fell, the Bible tells us that the word of God came walking in the garden. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I know when, when the moment you hear that you are thinking, so the, the word had had feet or, or, or was it was it a person did it have a body but you see i i believe that the the writer of genesis which really is moses moses used a lot of types and shadows he used what people could uh, relate with praise be to god imagine if he was just to say to them that uh he had a voice they, they probably could have thought 
how, from where, who spoke, and so on. So he type, he gave a type of what the word of God would be as though the word of God appeared to him. Praise be to God. So he gives that a type to say it is the walking of the word. Praise be to God. Like you will read the, 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 the coming prophets, the prophets, Jeremiah's and so on. They would say that, and the word of the Lord came unto me. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So it is really, you would not find that whatever they were talking about, it's something different from what you are experiencing today. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That the word of God keeps coming. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. We may typify or you may give that a type of what would be the word of God walked into the room. That suddenly I began to see things differently. The word of God came. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we on the same level? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So even in the life of Abraham, I would want us to look at Romans chapter 4. So we know that the word of, God, of the Lord came unto him. And what God spoke to him or what the, the Lord said to him when he came to him, the Bible tells us that he gave him a promise. Particularly, you will find that in Genesis chapter 15, I believe it's verse 6, the Bible says that God made a promise unto Abraham, and Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. We are going to go a bit into detail where that is concerned. Let me read uh, chapter 4, Romans 4, verse 16. Amen. So the promise is received by faith. Or maybe if you would, let's say, so the word is received by faith. Because the promise is really a declaration of a message. Amen. The promise is a declaration of the message of what is to be expected. Amen. Hallelujah. So the word is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. As, and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believed. That is what the scripture means when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings dead, who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing praise be to god verse 18 it says even when there was no reason for hope abraham kept hoping believing that he would become the father of many nations for god had said to him that that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Praise be to God. Verse 20 says that Abraham never wavered. He never staggered. Another version will say, he never wavered in believing God's promise or God's word. In fact, his faith grew stronger and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promised. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 22. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. Praise be to God. Now, we are told that the, the, the theme really of that portion of scripture is what Abraham believed. 
What did he believe? The Bible tells us that Abraham believed God. What about God did Abraham believe? Here is what Abraham believed. One, I said to you, all that, um, you know, the word walking and, you know, the word is coming. I was, I was really trying to say to you that if God is going to reveal himself, he will come through his word. If God is going to reveal, if God is going to appear, he will come through his word. Moses, it's not the burning bush. It is the message after you have seen the burning bush. God was not necessarily in the burning bush. The burning bush was just a, an attractor, an identifier for Moses to draw to the burning bush then God began to speak. How does God reveal himself? Not in things, but in his word. So, what Abraham believed, Abraham believed the word. Abraham counted God to be faithful to fulfill what he said he will fulfill. Abraham believed God not a type or a figure he saw. Not an angel he saw. But what was said. And that which was said. He counted God to be faithful to bring it to pass. You see because really if the story was about Abraham having a child. Abraham could have easily said. You know what God. That plan of yours. I'm, I'm not in it. I have Ishmael. And actually to prove what I'm saying, when God said to him, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. And he said to him that, he said to him, to, next year at about this time, you will have a child. His name is Isaac. Abraham still, because he's human, just like you and I, he still said, oh, that Ishmael may live. Because in the mind of Abraham, it was that the focus, the purpose, the promise of God was not about just a man child. Oh, I hope you hear me. Amen. Because from the moment he got his smile, it could have been the end of the story. But he got Ishmael. After Ishmael came, he still believed God. Because when we read the scriptures, we need, you need to read everything together. Don't separate them. Because some of us, when we read the Bible, we read it as though whatever it said in Genesis... It is different from what he's saying in Exodus. It is different from what he's saying in Le Leviticus, in Numbers, in that. No, the message is one. He is speaking. I, I say this that the reason for Genesis was Exodus. Here's what I mean by that for God to reveal to Moses. Genesis, it was because Exodus has happened. You need to teach them to worship a God they don't know. Introduce them to him. Take them back to creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
why was he saying that? He was saying, remember why he sent Moses to Egypt. He sent Moses to go and deliver his people so that they can go to the mountain and worship God. But how do you worship a God you don't know? So Moses was a pastor. He has a people following him. He has to teach them about this God you don't know. Now, where did he start? In the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Then he goes on with the story. When he gets to Genesis chapter 11, he is saying to them that now God found a man. Genesis chapter 12, or rather in Genesis chapter 11, we find man trying to reach unto God. Man is saying, by myself, I can be all that I can be. That's why confusion came. Because man was never created to depend on himself. Man has always been God's creation. That's why even Moses, he says that man shall not live by bread alone. Meaning, man is not a species that will be sustained by the materialistic world. Man will always have a divine or a spiritual element about him that cannot be fit or it cannot be filled unless man is one with God. So when confusion came, it was God really saying that it cannot work that way. I have to find a man to agree with me. When Abraham came and the Bible tells us that he believed God, God said, I found him. Then he gave him a promise. That promise was not Isaac. That promise was the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the face of the earth. That promise was when the Spirit of God would come into man, live in man, hear Jesus. Jesus, before he was taken up, he said that I will live, but I will not leave you without a parent. I will not leave you as orphans, but I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper. That another helper, it's what the scriptures are about. God united with men. Now man is not the side and God the side. But man and God are one. That's the promise. Not Isaac. I always say this. You know why God heals? It is not because healing is the end point of what God does. Healing is a pointer. Pointing you to what? To eternal life. Pointing you to what? To salvation. Remember there was a time Jesus, he was, he was seated in a room. They opened a roof and they bring, brought a man down. When they put that man before him, Jesus said, Son, rise up and walk. Your sins are forgiven. Now, when he said that the, the Pharisees and those who were sitting around him, they said, 
What man is this? Who does he think he is to forgive sins and all? And then Jesus said, you have a problem with what I said. Which one is easier to say? Rise up. Go to your home. You are healed. He says to them, which one is easier to say? The very power that heals is the very power that forgives men their sins. That is to say that when God heals, he is giving you a testimony that I can take things back. I can restore. I can do what no man can do. It is just a sign that God gives life. Go back to our verse scripture there. Verse 17. That is what the scripture means when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed that God brings the dead to life and he creates new things out of nothing. That is to say that what God does cannot be traced to our own doing. It is what he does. It is what he does. What does he do? He brings the dead to life. What did Abraham do? Abraham joined himself with that word. And that word brought forth fruit. Isaac was just God saying, this is for me to prove to you that what I said I will do, I will do it. The fulfillment of the promise, I'm repeating this if, in case you, you missed it. The fulfillment of the promise was the coming of Jesus, was the coming of the Holy Spirit. That's the promise of God. That's the promise of God. In our day and age, we have, we have messed things up a bit. Let me tell you something. Riches and poverty, they are part of life. Men can be rich. Men can be poor. It's what life is. It's what life is. No, but Muruti, Jesus performed miracles and he fed them. Oh, okay. Did he give them a truckload of food? Did he give them enough to sustain them for the whole month, for the whole year? No. Why was he doing that? To say to you, I am capable of taking care of you. Depend on that. Depend on that. I'm capable of taking care of your daily needs. Let that be. Let that satisfy you. Riches and wealth are as a product of what people do on earth. You exert yourself in what you are doing. What are the results? You will see yourself making more. Okay, let, let me help you. Let me help you. I, I can see question marks. Red ones, yellow ones, blue ones. <laughs> let me help you. God helps. But God cannot say to you, just go and stand and wait for bread from heaven. Mm -mm. If it was money coming from heaven, it will not be uh, it will not be genuine. It will be counterfeit. Because money in South Africa, where does it come from? 
Reserve Bank. If it did not come through Reserve Bank, it is counterfeit. So how does God meet my needs? How does he meet your needs? He touches me. He touches you. He works through you. That's why the Bible says that in, when the church started, when the church started in Acts chapter 2, it was the giving of the saints to do what? To meet the needs of others. It was not a reign of money. The giving of the saints is what sustains. That's why, learn to pray this way. Lord, I thank you for the generosity of others. Yes, because even that business, it was someone who liked you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Someone liked you. Someone said, no, I can do business with you. Someone came before you and... The, the, the person who was giving the contract or whatever said, no, I don't, I don't like that guy. Then you walked in and they said, no, we, we, we like you. That's how you get a job, isn't it? Isn't it? Amen? Hallelujah. So, we depend on what? The generosity of others. We are sustained. God sustains us by the generosity of others. Is it just born again people? No. He uses all men. He uses all men. That's why he would say to you, pray for your, pray for your, pray for your, <laughs> pray for your, do you pray for them to die? You will not have food. You will not have bread. You will not have money. Pray for them. Because that person who is an enemy today, Tomorrow will be a blessing. And learn to forgive. Learn to walk away from offenses. Learn it. Learn it. It will help you. It will help you. Today's enemy is tomorrow's brother. Learn it. That's how God works. That's how he created men. He created men to be relational. He created us to live with one another. What you have and you think it's in abundance. Listen here. There is something you don't have. And I have in abundance. Uh -uh. Do you remember manna? When manna would come, the Bible says that they would collect. Even those who did not have, they would just find themselves having more. What? You think it happened miraculously? No! They went back and they started sharing. Do you want one more? Do you want two more? That's how God works. He works through relationships. People. God works through people. God uses people. Take care of the relationships you have. Today's enemy is tomorrow's brother. Protect them. Protect them. Let me help you. There is nobody alive that you can say, I don't need them. Imagine you are stuck in your car going from maybe you are moving from the mall you are stuck that dirty guy 
he comes and he says, Mama, let me help you. He takes out your, your, your spill, uh, spare wheel and he fixes your, your tire and so on. Would you say, I don't need him? You, that, at that time, you did not need a million rental. You needed someone to help you change. <laughs> you needed someone to help you change a tire. Praise be to God. Take care of your relationships. Honor people. Honor them. Hallelujah. Always find, find a reason to be good to the next person. Why? Because you don't know when else are you going to need them. Because surely here on earth you will need them. You will need them. You need those relationships. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. And that's how God works. Are you hearing me? That's how God works. He does not put people in silos. Mm -mm. You are not here. You, 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 you are not in a place by yourself. You are not, you, you not self-made. You are made by others. I am because of him. I am because of her. We are because of one another. How are we going to grow this church? How are we going to grow people's church? How are we going to grow uh, uh, Cornerstone? How are we going to grow the work of the Lord everywhere? How are we going to do it? Together. Together. Praise be to God. So we need one another. We need to stand by one another. Why? Because God does not work in silos. Praise God. Why are we here? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me finish what I started. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So the word transforms. Look at second, second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. It says, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of God, we are changed into the same image. Now, my point here is that the word of God, when it comes to you, all you do, you look. And as you look, what happens? You are changed. You become what you see. The mistake you can ever make as a child of God is to think that, you know, God is still to make me holy. Mm -mm. Let's read it again. I don't, I, I don't think I gave you this verse. Uh, but let, let me read it. Se 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Are you there? Let's read. But we all, this is, mo this is Paul writing using, using the, 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 the typology of Moses when he would cover his face. He says, but we all with open face, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Listen to that word. The glory of the Lord and we are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of God. Praise be to God. Now, that transformation happens because the word has come. The word has come. The promise is released. Then what happens now? We become what we see. We become what we see. Praise God. We become what we see. Praise be to God. Look at Romans chapter 12 verse 1 to 2. So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God 
because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind which is acceptable with him. This is truly the way to worship God. So our true worship, it is when we what? We yield ourselves to God. Amen. This is truly the way we worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't fashion yourself according to the modus operandis of the world. But let God transform you. Now, this, this is important. We said when God appears, he appears through his word. Amen. So when he says, let God transform you, he's saying, let the word of God transform you. Let the word of God transform you. He says, let God transform you into a new person by changing how you think. How does God transform us into a new person? By the word. By the word. That word, transform, when he says transform, it's a word we, most of us, if especially, well, we went to school. Amen. Metamorphosis change of form. Remember? Amen? Uh, like a, a, a what? A, what do you call it? A mosquito or, or an insect. A butterfly. My friend, even mosquito. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Caterpillar. She's saying caterpillar. I will take it. She's my wife. Oh. Amen. Hallelujah. So, it will start first as what looks like a worm. Then, when that process of metamorphosis starts, what happens? It ch changes form. That happens from within. Alright? Happens from within. Within that worm-like creature, there is an ability to become a butterfly, a caterpillar. It develops wings from within. Praise be to God. That's the same way God transforms us. We don't work from the outside to the inside. It works from the inside to the outside. Look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 21, 22, 23, 24. You will read most of that back at home. Praise be to God. I'll just touch what I need there. He says in verse 21, wherefore lay apart filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the encrafted word. Why is he saying crafted? He's saying it's a word that is implanted within you. It's a type of a seed. He's saying the word of God is a seed that grows within you. What does the word do when it grows? It transforms you. You are transformed by the word of God. How you think is transformed by the word of God. Your ideals, your, 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 your passions, your interests. There is nothing else you can do on the outside to change how you think. Except that change is from within by God's word. By God's word. Why? Here is what I want you to know. The word of God has power in itself to produce in you, for you, what you or what you desire to see. The word can bring it out. Or put it better. The word of God is potent. It is full of, uh, of power to produce what it is talking about. Praise be to God. Mary. Mary, an angel comes. 
The angel says to Mary, you favored among all men. And, 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 and then he goes on and he says that that word, for the word of God, there is nothing impossible with, the, with God. Amen. Now, the Amplified will say, no word from God is void of power. No word spoken by God is without power. What does the word of God do? Transforms. You become what you are looking at. You become that word. The next time you stand before the word of God, you don't desire to become it. You are looking at a mirror. The word reveals who you are. Amen. What does the word show you? Christ. What do you see in Christ? Perfection. Do you see Christ sick? Do you see Christ limping? No, you are what you see. You are what you see. What do you see? You see the perfect son of God. Now are we the sons of God. It has not appeared what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we will be revealed just like him. Are we becoming just like him when he comes? No! We were just like him. It's just that now it is obvious for all to see. As he is, so are we. You are what the word of God says you are. You are what the word of God says you are. Stay there. When there are needs, you are what the word of God says you are. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every time I come here, I, I just feel like, just speak from your heart. I Forgive me. Forgive me for not following my, my notes. But there is just that. There is just something there. Praise be to God. And I hope it helps you. You see... God has capacity to meet you where you are. He is fully able to meet you where you are. There is no, there is no situation he cannot reach. None whatsoever. When you say it is too big, God says, my power is bigger. My ability is greater. Paul says, he says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above. I explained that to you. I remember I told you. It's, it's one word. Exceeding abundantly above. It's one word. The, the Greek word there is hupabulo. Hupabulo, it goes beyond target. Goes beyond target. That means that if God's power was targeted at this chair. It will not just hit this chair and it's over. No, it always goes beyond target. It always goes beyond target. So meaning that no matter the mess you are in, God's word goes beyond target. Like now you are sitting here. You are just one person. You have a thousand concerns. You have a thousand worries. You have a thousand things to attend to. God's word goes beyond target. It goes beyond target. 
You wake up one day, this problem is solved. Tomorrow, this problem is solved. And all you can say is, God, you have been faithful. You have been faithful. Let's stand up on our feet. I'm done preaching. Praise God. Did that help you? Did that help you? Did that help you? We believe God. There will be transformations. Our lives will not be the same. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. I was in one service. I thought I should share this with you. I was with, in, in one service. A lady was sitting there. We did not make an altar call. We did not lay hands. That lady, she came to me after a week or two. She came. She was there. She said to me that I had that day when we were in that service, there, there, there was fibroids growing within me. And as you were speaking, as though you knew, that thing just died out. I went to the doctor, it was no more. I believe in that power. I believe in God's ability. There was another day, we went to the hospital. There was a man, his eye was bulging out. It was cancerous. And all I remember, I remember very well, that all I knew was what God said to me. He said to me that that thing will die from the roots. And when I went into that hospital, or when we went into that hospital, we had just one thing that it will die from the roots guess what we did not get there and hold an all-night prayer all we did was to call upon that mighty name and because of that name that man stood up and he said am i this one why that power still works it can break anything it can break anything it can break it can challenge that situation the thing about the gospel is that the gospel is two it is two what's the word called it's confrontational the gospel is confrontational we are not defending ourselves the gospel says i am here whatever rises let it rise it is working for you.